this is Richard Wilson speaking. Um, there's some people who know me as Victor Meldrew, but as far as I'm concerned, Victor Meldrew's dead. Uh, thank you for downloading One Foot in the Podcast. Hello and a happy Bank Holiday Monday to you all. If you're indeed listening to this on a Bank Holiday Monday, welcome to One Foot the Podcast. Thank you ever so much for downloading. I would argue that I've had two of the best interviews you could ask for in any May Bank Holiday Month. One Foot the Podcast was pleased to bring you Richard Wilson at the start and we're ending it with the lovely Doreen. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Just to let you know that there's a bit of distortion on the line at times, so I do apologise for that. Once you finish listening, if you could send me your feedback, uh, which you kindly all did before with Richard Wilson, please send me your feedback by way of reviewing the podcast. You can do that through iTunes, Spotify, or, or whichever platform you use to listen to your podcasts on. Be sure to follow the Twitter page, at One Foot in the Pod, and you'll also find me on One Foot in the Podcast, Facebook and Instagram. It'd be good to hear from you all to let me know what you thought of the chat I had with Doreen. All the very best to you. Enjoy your bank holiday Mondays and go easy on the Smarties and whiskey. Cheers. Doreen, welcome to One Foot in the Podcast. It's absolutely incredible to have your lovely self on. Um, how, are, how are you doing? Very well, and thank you for inviting me. I think I'm going to enjoy this. I, I hope well, I hope you do. Going back to Mrs. Warboys for a little while. This is going to be Mrs. Warboys heavy this morning. Listeners will be absolutely delighted that you kindly gave up your time to talk about your great character. It's just privileged to speak to you. <laughs> How kind of you. Just are you are you keeping well? Are you okay? Oh yes, yes. Oh, that's good. Of we're all very much older now. Uh, only a little bit older. Of course, I had Richard Richard on last week who who sends his love to you. Um, <laughs> oh, no, mind him, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was absolutely delightful to speak to. Do you keep in touch with David at all? I do, yes. oh, okay. We don't see each other, you know, every every month, but, but uh, yes, I do. Okay. But I don't know if he's even aware of the podcast, if I'm honest. Oh, I think he'd be very happy to speak to you. You haven't aged. I mean, it's on the Facebook. I don't know if you've ever seen Facebook or... or... No. Well... It's a big, a big fan group. Fan like thousands of people send messages there and, and um, talk about one foot in the grave. And I put up a picture of Mrs. Warboys just saying, "Let's get, let's hear it for Mrs. Warboys." It received hundreds of responses. People just absolutely adore Mrs. Warboys. You know, just as much as the main characters. That's, That's the... nice to hear. Yes, uh, last week my eldest son uh, received a. An email from somebody he uh, that he he is a mediator, and uh, he he done a case for for people, and they said how much uh, the they, the man who wrote said how, you know he praised my my son, and then he said must tell you that uh, we are fans of one foot in the grave. Oh, this is this is a, a, a QC, you know. Oh my God. Wow. Yes. And uh, we love Mrs. Warboys. And in fact, we call her the neighbour, Mrs. Warboys. And oh. she knows we refer to each other. <laughs> so it, that's incredible. It's nice to hear. <laughs> I mean, you are extremely loved, honestly. It's not just about Victor. I mean, we'll talk about it shortly, but they had yes. a, a particular fondness for your character because of her her display of innocence and getting it a little bit wrong now and again unintentionally and it's just poor Mrs. Warboys but there's something about the natural naturalistic way you portrayed her I suppose well, she, time. she's very she's very real yeah uh, to me I mean I, I, she tries her best she tries very hard to do her best but she she misses out most of the time she she does her best. You're quite right. Yeah. But it's all about you today. Uh, so we'll we'll, right. we'll focus on Mrs. Warboys. What I would say, more of a, like a statement. One of the most loved supporting characters in any British sitcom, arguably Mrs. Warboys of One Foot in the Grave. Oh. Everybody's favourite TV aunt, if you can type character. I guess first of all, is Jean Warboys someone you'd be friends with if she were a real person? Y- yes. Yes. 
I'd have to to uh, be very patient with her sometimes because she makes very silly decisions. Or she she can't carry out things that she decides she's going to do, and uh, it's going to be splendid. And then they will they may may fail, but she goes on trying. Yeah. She doesn't give in, and there's a great deal of affection she has for both Margaret and uh, Victor. Although I think it's it's a very interesting that she never calls Victor Victor. She always calls him Mr. Rodu. And he never calls her Jean. He calls her Mrs. Walboys. And that is right throughout the entire... I don't know if you've noticed that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 been brought up before. Um, I've spoken oh, to different people. We, just, we, we always speculate why that is. Why, why do you think that you, Victor and Jean wouldn't refer to each other by Christian name, do we think? Well, there's a formality. They, never, they are never very uh, intimate. It's, it's Margaret who is her friend. Yes, I gotta say, actually, uh, Doreen. Some some have speculated that there could be some sort of underlying tension in a love sense between Victor and and Jean, like an, an unofficial. Because although Victor does seemingly get upset with uh, Mrs. Warboys quite often, there's 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 been a few scenarios where they've had a a couple of incidents where they've been almost unintentionally intimate. So obviously. I think you took a, a hot bath, didn't you, in one episode? Oh, I remember <laughs> that, yes. And well, it's not that, uh, that she loves her. I think it's that uh, she's been uh, faithful and loyal to his wife. And she he realised, I mean, Victor is no fool. And he he see, he knows she tries her best. Yeah. And so he, he has some... He Underneath Victor, there's a good person. It's just that he hasn't he's got a temper, he can't hold it in. And that is why he, he's forever going for her in some way. Yeah. But, uh, he really, he likes her. And at one stage, he, he, he feels sorry for her sometimes. And at one stage, he, I mean, he tries to help her when she goes through crisis. That, that's very true, isn't it? Because yeah. I think whether, I think uh, there's an episode, when you've, come to stay at the Mildrew's house uh, because your your flat's been flooded. And I think yeah. it's, it's it's Margaret that's a bit impatient with Mrs. Warboys, but Victor... I know the the plot in that particular episode is Victor's having some sort of therapy, isn't he? And he's quite relaxed, but he's also very much relaxed about Jean staying over. It's not irritating him as much as it usually would, but he does stick up for you in that one, doesn't he? Yes, yes, he does. I can't remember that episode... I keep on thinking, does it belong to another episode? There are two episodes about it. It's, she, it's the parakeets in the house. It's in series five. It's called Only a Story. And uh, you've got, yeah, you've got a little pet cockatiel called Nicky. And uh, I think that episode opens up wonderfully because the wallpaper has come off the Meldrews. That's right. And you find her snoring She's underneath snoring underneath it. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, he disappears. The bird disappears yeah, they, for a while. And they go sh- chasing after it somewhere. Because it's flooding outside, isn't it? It's absolutely torrential. I, I got soaking wet in that episode. <laughs> soaking wet. It, was, it, was it raining or was that just uh, good prop work by the, uh, the crew? Oh, they splashed a lot of water. Oh, OK, yeah. Yes. And I can't remember if it was raining too, because it did rain. You know, this is England. And well, yeah, that's it. We have quite a lot of it. There was another episode where I got wet and I was I actually it was raining. Oh, so it might it might have been um, Hearts of Darkness, I think, where you oh, get there, your, your yes, feet that, get stuck. Where we were down for the day. <laughs> yes. I mean, what? What? That's a so that that's one of your finest. I would say one of Mrs. Warboys's finest moments, arguably, where in the boat uh, with Mr. Swaney, your trivial pursuit knowledge is through the roof, isn't it? Oh, she is extremely clever when it comes to those sort of clever or knowledgeable. I don't know, but uh, she certainly. Uh, do you remember that she played chess with? Yeah, I do. And she just goes casually past the table. <laughs> and know, checkmate. Check, and, yeah. <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> she knows these things. 
those are the subtle moments where it winds Victor up because he's there trying his hardest. I think it was um, there's a couple of times where he's beaten him at board games, and there whether it's just chess, but yeah, Trivial Pursuit is the other one. Mrs. Warboy just effortlessly thrashes him, doesn't she? Oh, With yes. Each... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> We've obviously spoken about a couple of your highlight moments already, and if I was to ask you what was your favourite moment in the whole show from a from a Mrs. Warboy's point of view, and as a fan entirely. So I guess I'm looking for two answers. So what's Mrs. What's oh, your favourite? No, I can't tell you about my <laughs> favourite moment. There've been many. I, I like David. Uh, David Renwick. He likes one that I do too. When I bring home uh, Victor's suit that he's going to wear, oh yes, it turns out to be a, uh, a gorilla. That was the episode Descent into the Maelstrom. Yeah, you, you've been asked to get the uh, suit from the dry cleaners. That's and... right, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Victor's face is wonderful at that moment. <laughs> and she says to him, uh, what, is, what is this? She said, well, I don't know what your suit looks like, or something like that, she says. <laughs> and uh, what the brilliant thing with that scene as well is she thinks he's upset with, like, there's like a beetroot stain on there. And Mrs. Warboy just isn't reading the room, is she? She thinks he's upset over that, whereas, of course, it's the ludicrous the ludicrous situation that he's just got this gorilla. And Mr. Swainy doesn't help, does he, later on when he brings round his gorilla suit? So, therefore, he's got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back to more of the beginning, I suppose, what was your first memories of receiving that first script? I mean, did you have an idea how you would oh, play no, Mrs. Warboy's? I, I, I had no idea what was required. Uh, David was very clever. He he didn't ever tell us where he put us in, in class, in wealth, or anything like that. We were just there. And I thought that was very good. If you, as an actor, of course, you want to get a background for yourself. Mm. And you you want to fill in for yourself all the things that make, them, make you person who the audience can believe lives. Yeah. Uh, but you, that I, you, we were, had to take it on, on trust. You know, just be, just yeah. be there. That's what I had to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very animal heavy, isn't it? One foot in the grave. Lots of times, animals have either been cruelly, unintentionally killed, yes. or or they're always mentioned, oh, yes. aren't they? Freezing cats. The, the cat in the freezer, the the tortoise who gets burnt alive and there's another one that gets buried alive it's just throughout and again another highlight oh, this... the, the, the tortoise yeah. yes, of course. Uh, I loved I, I must say I, we're jumping from one thing to another you don't mind that do you? oh no not at all I, I, oh, I happily I go at your the pace dog, the little dog that I persuade Victor to have a dog <laughs> and with great reluctance he comes round to it and then and collects a lot, lot of dog food. Of course, you remember all the I dogs. do, of course, yeah. Prepared for the dog. Yeah. And I appeared on the scene and took out the dog. It was a little stuffed dog. Now, I had not seen the, the dog beforehand, and uh, so I had no idea how I was going to place him on the basket they gave me. And he had one paw in the air. I don't know if you remember this, Tom, do you? I do, yeah. I just enjoyed you re- recounting it. <laughs> and he wouldn't stand up. He kept on falling over. And, and there was Victor standing there. We, we had an audience. We had a studio audience. And it was as, as a nippy. It doesn't look very nippy to me. That is my favourite line in the whole Oh, show, you've think. answered my question then. That, that is, that's your favourite moment then with involving... Yes. OK. No, I mean, I, the audience fell about it. So did I. <laughs> His face. It was wonderful. I absolutely and loved really it. wonderful. Absolutely loved poor it. little doggy standing there. When you, uh, when you think the effort that Victor went to to build in the doghouse, and like, like you say, all the tins and tins of dog food, um, yes. all for nothing. And I, I had, and, <laughs> and this is me, Doreen speaking, I hadn't seen the dog, so I had no idea what I had to do in front of an audience. They just handed me the basket and then I went. 
<laughs> did, did, did that take quite a few takes then? Because obviously the, the, the I, amount of laughter. Yeah, couple, yes. <laughs> falling over I as well. I mean, I was so my whole thing. I loved it. <laughs> I suppose it was a, a, diff, a different world for you. So, well, it's worlds apart um, doing a live studio recording versus stage work, it, I suppose, wasn't yes, it? it? Yes, Tom. It, it was difficult. It was difficult for uh, all of us at the beginning because we were doing something that was not familiar for, for, with us, uh, to us. We, it was because... Uh, we had to uh, respond to an audience in the in the theatre, in the studio, yeah, and and to a camera and to time it and to place yourself and know what you were doing. It was the first episodes were very, very tough to do but because we weren't familiar with it. Yes, I, I guess it was quite nerve wracking to, to you know for any actor to perform in front of a. Like, I mean, you're a professional, so I, I imagine you get used to it. But when it's a, a, a British comedy, I suppose you got. Do you do you have a lot? Do you feel like you got a lot of pressure on your shoulders to make sure you deliver those lines, comic timing, yeah. and all the rest of it? Yeah. Especially when they put me in the guillotine. <laughs> First episode. Was, <laughs> I that... really was rather nervous. <laughs> I didn't say anything, of course. You know, I, I don't. I don't complain. <laughs> so that. So that. Oh my God. That bit of acting. It's awful. That bit of acting then from you, the, the panic from Mrs. Warboys, I suppose, like you say, probably comes from a real place then at the time. Oh, very much so. <laughs> yeah. God, I, yeah. I, I wonder if you had some insurance doing that scene because that was a real device, wasn't it? It looked real anyway. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> You'll blimey. <laughs> Mrs. Warboys seemed to start off quite a confident character. Um, she yeah. around Victor. She she appeared to be a little bit cheeky. I mean, I don't think she, again she didn't mean to be. She might sort of. It might, it might be occasions where Margaret and Jean are just sort of talking about Victor, and he's in the in the same room, and they're sort of looking on at him in amusement almost about it could be anything really. I suppose okay, this isn't really at the start of the series, but there's the episode where you you have your cousin Wilf uh, come in to stay, and you've you've driven into a a ladder with a, a window cleaner on top and he falls on top of your exactly. vehicle. It's that episode I'm referring to where right at the beginning, Victor is in hospital, hospital. at yeah. A&E and I think Jean is quite, well I can't think of the word really, but she's she's helping Margaret fill out the accident form. She basically says something like, I'll oh, put stupidity or something for, for cause, of, um, cause of accident. And uh, th- those are the sorts of times where yeah, Jean wasn't so sort of wary of Victor, but I think as time progressed, uh, she was a little bit more unsure how to be around him because it was, it, she was almost like um, around the way, that sort of dynamic with Victor and Jean. Like the, Victor's like the headmaster and Jean is the yes. the student and just wanting to make just wanting to please at all times. But there, like I said, there were a few occasions where that wasn't necessarily the case. Yes, um, especially when her. She had trouble with her, her husband when her, you know, the oh, yeah. she had about her husband. It all went wrong. And, uh, of course, he went off with somebody of the result. With the, with, the, with the actual investigator, he went off. And she was very unhappy, actually. Yeah. And Victor was listening to some sort of comedy and laughed. Yes, that, that is one of, I, I said to Rick, that's one of my favourite moments, actually. Because, like you said, you're pouring your heart out, aren't you, to to Margaret um, about yeah. this potential affair with Chris? And and yeah, he's he he, happen, he happens to have his headphones on, doesn't he? So every time you you let out a line about you know wanting to kill yourself or you're feeling sick, and he just bursts out with laughter. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah. unfortunate timing for poor Mrs. Warboy. She and she does clutch at straws, doesn't she, with the evidence? Um, because Chris has a certain gel he uses for his neck, which she finds on a pillowcase that's flown into the back garden from the washing line or something she's really yes, that's right. yes. and yeah how sad is it that he ends up going with the investigator that's right poor mrs Wallboys. i mean it's <laughs> yes it's awful and i think at the end of that episode the same episode where everything went wrong in the restaurant 
Yeah, well, that was... And that's when I got soaked again. I spoke to a um, a chap on this podcast. He was a, a production designer in, in TV, and he worked on Series 4 as Richard Drew. And he's, he speaks quite fondly of that episode because he did a lot of work. He was responsible for basically getting you all wet. Um, he described how he built that that set. So it's quite quite a lot of work went into it, really. I think it was warm water, though, they say. So obviously be a bit cruel to pour cold water on you, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was warm. I yes, it probably was. That... Lovely dress ruined. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think um, perhaps that was what Mrs. Warboys needed. I think because obviously we don't we never meet Chris, do we? And no. I just wonder. No. Like it's just speculating because we see Jean in a lovely big house where Cousin Will comes to stay. But in in future scenes, like when your house gets flooded and all the rest of it, it seems like you, you do live in a a flat, a ground floor flat. So I just wondered if when when Chris divorced, well, when you divorce Chris, did he take all the money because? He seemed to leave Jean worse off, didn't uh, I, he? I, I think that that first set where you saw uh, Jean's home when it was rather uh, tasteful and posh was a mistake. I, I mean, I'm not saying it was a mistake, but there was talk about it that, that, that they wouldn't have that again. Oh, right, OK. You they were it. not entirely happy about it. That was our director, I think. I, I can't remember. I, I don't know if I'm giving away secrets by saying this. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't matter. But would it have been Susie Belbin's uh, call? Do you think to say actually we don't want Jean in this lovely big house? Because that was the, that was the worst horror of all in series three. That's the episode in question, and she seemingly lives in this lovely big house where you might what you might be saying is because the Meldrews in the first series live in a modest sort of two bed house, yes, yes. and Jean's supposed to live quite close by in That's right. Wingate, yes. I think. Uh, Wingate Avenue. When we do see inside of her house, it seems an awfully big house for this modest suburban area, doesn't it? So maybe that's why yes, they thought. It does. We... Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. The, the final series in there's the episode "Futility of the Fly." Firstly, I mean that that's your final episode, your final appearance, uh, which is which is a shame because how how did you feel about the character not having a chance to actually say goodbye oh, to Victor? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, but I, I understood he, he he couldn't just invent a story where where he didn't feel was natural mm. in, in it. Uh, I yes, of course you, you feel yes. I would like to have mourned him, mourned you know. He, yeah, well, like you say, it was the way Victor was killed off was it wasn't a uh, anything natural, was it? Get, getting run over up out out of the blue would have meant that nobody got to say a final goodbye to him. And, yeah. You know, Be- Margaret barely had a, a final goodbye, just yeah. just sending him off on his way to go to a uh, school reunion. But that, that, I think your final scene, if I'm, I'm just trying to recall this now as a an apparent fan, the episode where you find a finger in your chips in the grave. Oh, my final yeah. appearance was where I, I, I had something to do with a courgette. So that was st- sticking in, in wedged between the, the in the door frame, and that was it. I That's think. right. Yes, uh, uh, things had got very odd between us. <laughs> I I I suspected that he had got he was keen on me. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a misunderstanding, uh, wasn't it? With right. a with yeah, a. It was a misunderstanding. Yes. But that's that's. And uh, I think I ran out. You did. Of the house. And that's that. And I think that was my final appearance. It's the very last but, time. And um, which is, like I said, quite a quite an amusing one, a mis- a total misunderstanding. Yes, <laughs> and f- from the final series, there's there's a, an episode where they've got the cleaner out. I think it's it's the same episode actually. And you're reading a oh. Mimsy Berkovitz section in the in the local newspaper, and just some of the stories you're reading out about some woman saying her, her husband wants to have a reverse vasectomy or he's got an old yes, bit of foreskin yes. in the jar. It's just the image of it. Um, I think there was another line you read out about uh, someone writing into the newspaper saying they think they've got dandruff on their on their tongue. It's come up all white and they've used head and shoulders and gargled it. I think that's David's ability to write these weird <laughs> these situations. Yes. I, we haven't mentioned... Uh... 
<laughs> we haven't mentioned the uh, car in the traffic jam. Oh, Beast in the Cage. Yeah. yeah that's. Um... I mean, I, that I think was so clever of David. He put, he got the two of them in the car behind the two, the two rear view of of a horse stuck there, and everything going the other way, the traffic going the other way, and he settled the episode quite nicely. And suddenly there was Mrs. Walgood. She'd been to the bathroom, and she'd collected some sweets for for, for Victor. And there she was in the car. I thought it was so wonderful because you thought that the episode was going to be about me. We had the two of them. Yeah, you just. And you, then you, suddenly there's there's somebody else. It comes. It's such a surprise, isn't it? Like you, little Miss Warboys, about fifteen minutes in, almost half the episode. That's right. And, and bear in mind, in that time, they've they've moved forward a few paces, so they were willing to to keep driving, yeah. and Mrs. Warboys would have to presumably catch up. But yeah, she comes back with the wrong yes, packet I of crisps. Be, be, <laughs> yes, next to the rotting some animal. I can't remember who she was. What she walked past. But there's... And she came back with the wrong chips, crisps. Oh, yeah, it's it's poor Mrs. Again, it's just, it's just misunderstanding, isn't it? Any episode where you're in the car, I suppose, in episodes uh, Starbound, one of the Christmas specials, um, you've picked you've picked the Maldrews up from the airport. And Victor's oh. got a bit of car sick, car sickness, and on the on the way, you've managed yeah. to divert uh, through to a, a, a Nazi rally. That's <laughs> right. Casually, yes. casually speaks speaks of it like it's perfectly uh, yeah. hasn't affected her, but of course, which obviously it was is a horrible. difficult episode to do. Was it because uh, we were on an island off the, the south coast? Well, yeah. oh, I'm going to forget the name of it. Which ep- are you referring to the episode? That, that episode, I drive the car around and eat sweets and talk about going to to Hollywood. Oh yes, uh, yes, and that's that's just being sick at the back of the car. That's right. Yeah, that is the episode. Starbound. Yeah. yeah. So you found yeah, that difficult. Yeah, it was difficult. difficult because the sun was in the left or the right or something, and each time we had to turn the car around. All oh, right. And get it just right. Yeah. I shall never eat those sweets again. <laughs> Ever in my life. I must say, I had, for me, One Foot in the Algarve was a marvellous experience. That was, that was what I was going to, I was going to move on to that because that's... Oh, sorry. No, I no, preempted on... that. <laughs> Honestly, don't, don't worry. Because One Foot in the Algarve, I mean, what, it must have been a great feeling to like be the main star of a special in One Foot. And, you know, to the point that you're, I think in the cre- opening credits or closing credits, your name comes up first, which is quite a big deal. Who oh, does it? I believe it does. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. um, usually it'd be, you know, Richard Wilson and Annette Crosby. But no, Doreen Mantle, star of, I think, probably my favourite episode, actually. Uh, it comes straight on the back of learning that Chris, your now ex-husband, you know, you divorced. and Yes, yes. And just what an episode. So what were your fond memories of recording that? I mean, we landed in the Algarve, which is, uh, I don't know if you know the Algarve. I've been Suddenly there, yeah. in this beautiful place. Lovely. Uh, and the it was full of, I mean, adventure for, for Mrs. Warboys. First of all, the, <laughs> we got the house wrong. That was Victor's fault, of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the, we were there thinking we would lose the city. Yeah, oh, well, I mean that was a coup by that was uh, to get Renwick to get him on as well. That was a fantastic achievement, yeah. wasn't oh, it? He was, yes, I got on very well with him. I thought he was he was lovely. I had a dream that he continued for me. I woke up and I remembered the dream and I told him it, and of course it developed into a full length story. <laughs> Eventually, I had to say I'm copywriting. I'm copywriting. <laughs> It's he's my dream, Peter. <laughs> oh, uh, he was—he was, was very. Was it? Uh, was he lovely to work with? Yes. Oh. Well, we didn't, of course, work with him because yeah, he 
Yes, he was, and he wasn't because he was silent, or trying to be silent, with us and to seal the photographs. Yeah. Uh, if you go back early in that episode where um, you, you stop off at like a halfway house, um, not B and B, but it's it's a, it's the strangest looking restaurant hotel I've ever seen. You get taken up by the creepy owner, and oh, yes. uh, within yes. within a, a few moments, you're screaming the top of your voice uh, away from him as he's coming out the, the bedroom with putting his vest on. Yes, but uh, he, he he we had a scene in the in the bedroom that was cut. Oh, was it? That's that, yes. Okay, that's the one for the podcast exclusive. Well, Good I think the that. man said to me, "Get undressed" or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I had with this innocent woman, <laughs> and she didn't know what it was on earth it was about. You know. Can I can I ask, Dory? Um, what? Yes. What do you think he meant by something beginning with H? Well, we know. I what have he... no idea. <laughs> I asked. I asked around. Nobody seemed to have any idea. <laughs> That's the be- that's the mystery of the show. I mean, we know what he meant, probably what he meant, but we didn't know this the specifics. Fans like to to um to to yeah. debate what that yeah. what might have mean what it might have meant, but uh, <laughs> but what 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 an episode! And of course, Mrs. Warboys caused the most stress to Victor at the whole series when getting quite drunk and and um, squiffy after a great night with Afonso. And he's driving you back, and of course your 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 character's all over the shot, absolutely, <laughs> practically asleep, yes. Yes. and uh, you get innocently taken away by the the yes. local police. In the lorry, yes, yeah. with, the, with the vegetables. <laughs> yeah. and, and, um, and it was in the middle of the night. What was that? that we had that to do that scene, a very uncomfortable scene to be thrown in with the vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand the weather wasn't too too uh, good when you first went out there to film because it it just kept raining. Oh didn't it? no! Yes, I mean we we were expecting it to be sunshine all the way, and the first couple of weeks I think it was two weeks or maybe less, I don't remember. Uh, were uh, uh, the weather was very dull and overcast and not what you would ex- expect for the southern holiday. But it, of course, it got better. I, I must say, the the animal, the, the donkeys, <laughs> yeah. gave us such fun. Because there was only one donkey who really loved acting. Right. And that was a white donkey called uh, Darling. Darling. She was called. Right. And she really enjoyed acting. And Victor <laughs> brought her to the house where... She weed into the into the bath while the chap was in it. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful scene, beautiful. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. As a fan of obviously one for of that episode, I, I didn't quite understand why. Obviously, you helped to uncover Afonso's uh, so-called late wife's tale that she was indeed alive and she just wanted to get out of there and make up this elaborate story that she'd got missing and presumably died but yes we did now that that was cut uh, uh, quite a lot was it really do you remember what hmm. what was i mean what was cut uh, well i think if i remember because uh, it's a long time since i've seen anything any episode it's a very long time yeah. but i have a feeling that they had shots of her talking to to alfonso from where she was in where she disappeared to in Portugal. You, you, I mean, you you do see a snippet of her uh, receiving a phone call from from Afonso. Yes. So yes. I think they probably and kept that, the that made better sense. And something else, there was a shot or two that I thought, well, it had to go, but it was a pity because it 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 was story rather than acting or anything. It was, it, there were moments. I mean, that was. I remember watching that episode at a young age, and it was a bit scary when you're in that wine cellar. You see the the barrel full of. Well, you, you presume there could be a, a dead body in there, or I think later on, it's yeah. it's just the way the story is unfolds. No dead body, no. <laughs> well, thankfully not. But you, you, as uh, when you're first watching, you think, what what's he hiding? Cause what he's seen, is in there? Yeah. Yeah. You think he's a bit yeah. sinister. You, you, yeah. you don't quite trust him. He's this pen pal. Yeah. Penpal have genes for what the last ten or eleven years or so, but yes. when it's all uncovered and you're t- telling the story to Victor and Margaret, and of course your holiday ends, um, I always wondered like, 
despite the fact that his late wife wasn't dead, I'm sure he wouldn't forgive her for that, and that Jean and Afonso could have led a, a, a happy life. Yeah. It uh, wasn't, yeah. wasn't meant to be, though, obviously. No, no. <laughs> One Foot in the Grave had many dark elements, didn't it? It's mm. just some quite sad scenes. I Just to give you a, a reminder, Ronnie and Mildred, who didn't really oh, pop up yes, that yes. often, of course, Mildred's found hung, isn't she? You know, over yes. a game of Happy yes. Families, or whatever they're playing. Yes. Uh, you, you got, the, I see, the treatment of the elderly residents in, in Hearts of oh, Darkness. That, that was very, very sad. It's difficult that to really watch. That really turned that episode, didn't it? Mm. It was, uh, uh, it was extraordinary because the, the beginning had been so funny. Yeah. Well, I, it, it was funny. You know, stuck in a boat in two inches of water. <laughs> <laughs> that revelation is brilliant, isn't it? Mr. Swaney just thought you were all having a great time when he could have got out sooner. <laughs> yes. But I, I tell you a really, a really dark moment um, in one, an early Christmas special with Eric Idle starring the the man, sorry the the man in the long black coat, was Pippa uh, losing her baby, and it was her own fault. Drink driving, she she'd lost her her baby. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's supposed yeah. to it's supposed to be a sitcom, but of course it throws up these these moments of uh, yes. darkness, doesn't it? I, there were quite a lot. I mentioned the cat before. I think that was the first time you, you saw this frozen cat in, yeah. in, in, in the freezer. It's 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 unbelievable. It's I just I, th- I think that's why it's highly regarded because real life isn't just about humorous yeah. comedy, fluffy yeah. light moments. There is yeah. plenty of darkness in our in people's yeah. lives. Sadly. You, the episode Dreamland, where you're in a, a tea rooms, uh, sort of gossiping about Margaret and Victor's relationship, uh, and it seemed to be a little bit strained. And that I find that's quite an eerie episode because and oh yes, yes, yeah. that's right. And it, I don't remember me in a tea room. It opened. The epi- I remember her going missing by the side of a and standing on the side of a river. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, well, you were very much there for Victor, weren't uh, Mrs. Warbush yes, was very much there yes. for Victor, and um, yes. it's uh, Margaret wasn't in a she was in a bit of a dark place, wasn't she? But you were the character yes. was very much uh, loyal and um, kind to Victor, I think. But she was telling, yes. but your character was telling the story, sort of narrating it on and off uh, in ah. the background. Yeah, I quite liked that. Really, it, it was it, there was a bit of reverb on on your voice, so it, it added to that sort of um, darkness, oh, wow. I suppose. Yeah. So overall, then, like where it comes to the cast, do you? Um, I, I I don't suppose you keep in touch with them often, or do you? you have you seen them in recent years, or to, to say hi? Oh, um, I did. I used to see Richard, but uh, you know he has been ill, and mm. I haven't seen him since then, since he moved down there. Oh, now I forget, I forget uh, his name, uh, Mr. Swaney. Yeah, Owen Brennan. Uh, Owen, Owen, yes, uh, Owen's had a, a lot of. Tr- illness has he family oh that's uh, a shame. so uh, he hasn't been around and and uh, Annette is is very very much her own person she doesn't I don't think she enjoys publicity of any sort yeah so, that's fair uh, enough isn't it she, she loves dogs by the way she loves uh, greyhounds does she she looks like mm. I don't suppose you saw her in. Um, do you watch much television, Doreen? No, not oh. now. She she works. My she... eyes are bad. Oh, are they? I mean, she starred in something quite in the last, I think, the last year or so in Ricky, Ricky Gervais's comedy. Oh, really? After ah. yeah, she had a. She played quite a miserable, grumpy <laughs> lady celebrating her hundredth birthday, but she was using all sorts of coarse language. Which I remember watching that, thinking quite proud that. You got a one foot in the grave character, well actress appearing in something else, sort of quite modern. Yeah. It's quite nice to see her um, yes. on on screen. Yes, very nice. Well, I'm pleased. That's nice. Yes, I, I was really pleased to have seen you in Jonathan Creek in uh, the Ju- is it the Judas Tree? Ah, oh, uh, yes, I enjoyed that. What was it like working with David on a completely different project? Was it the same kind of atmosphere was it very much directed oh yes the same way? You, you, well i you knew him by i knew him by then he is a perfectionist 
That's his right to be. Yeah. He's a, a magnificent writer. You should not play around with any of his, his, his what he's written. Yeah. Uh, he, he really is. He, he cares very much for the rhythm of his, of his, uh, prose and, and, uh, and dialogue. And it's quite right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. the end and, result is what we have yeah. now, which is, it is perfection, yeah. isn't it? Yes. And he, and so he, he, he sort of doesn't demand, but he's strict about it. And I think that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. It, it's, yeah. it's paid off, isn't it, Doreen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You've been asked about the infamous waxwork model of Mrs. Warboys in the ah, affair of the Hollow Lady. Ah, oh, <laughs> that didn't go down well, did it? I think if if that is the most frightening moment of the whole the whole thing for me, <laughs> was, really? you would think I, I live in fear all the time, but I don't. But in order to make her, they put the I, I call it China. It's not China. The whatever it is. Yeah, I, on, I'm not on, an expert. Over your face. Yeah. And down your, your front, over your, is it your like shoulders. A, is, it like so a, is it like a plaster mould? Like cl- it's like a plaster mould. Yeah. And they put uh, straws in your in your nose so that you can breathe because you, they cover your mouth. And when they did it on me, they uh, they weren't quick enough with the straws. And I, I, had, I had no breathing spot. <laughs> oh no! And they had to that's, quickly take it off. That sounds awful. Oh, it, it was Sorry. awful. It was very heavy on me. Yeah. Uh, what about what about the end result though? When when that wax? Well, I, I well, she was bigger than me. She was a lot bigger. And uh, the hands apparently hadn't worked because those aren't my hands at all. They're big, plump fingers. Yeah. And that's not me. No. Uh, I... And I was disappointed with the hands. But otherwise, it was all right. Yes. I, I, I don't, my, I, my son tried to buy, buy her. Did he? I, I, was he, he I was going to ask, is it still out there he, somewhere in someone's he, lock-up? He, he thought she might be fun to, to uh, wave him home every night, be in the window <laughs> I, <'cause> I, <laughs> before I, he got married. I don't entirely blame Mrs. Warboys for choosing a waxwork model over the £500 on offer because I think we'd all be curious to see what we look. I know. Okay. We can look, <laughs> we can look ourselves in the mirror, but to have a life-size model. Um, How do you know she costs that amount? In the actual episode, your character. Oh, in the episode. Yeah. You were oh. offered, you were offered 500 <laughs> quid. That's all right. <laughs> I didn't know she had any value whatsoever. Now they, oh. she, they wouldn't let him buy me. I wonder why that was. Because they said the, well, he, he they said, that the uh, wig was too expensive. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it was or not, I don't know. But you know, feel like that should be yours by yes. rights because it is of yes. you, isn't it? Yes, I have a gnome. Oh, do you? That he that he's got. Do you remember the gnome? Yeah, from Who's Listening? Christmas special. Yeah, that's right. Oh, there was a lot of them, uh, weren't there? Because <laughs> there were so many gnomes around that they didn't know what to do with them, and oh, right. they said, "Take as many as you can." I took one. And that's in my that son's. Your son's house. got those. Things. Oh, okay, that's, no. that's really nice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> some of your lines, Mrs. Warboys delivers. I think people still quote quote them with joy. So they might say, they'll, someone will just send a message out there on Facebook, and they'll just put, "I'm just cleaning some of the filth out of these cupboards." In <laughs> when you go to stay at the Meldrews, and you're doing your bit to that's tidy right. up. Just I'm doing all the cupboards. <laughs> Just clean some of the filth. I mean, you clean the curtains there, and oh, yes. just. <laughs> and in the episode, you know, we spoke earlier about the beast in the cage, where you, you, the three of you are stuck in the car in traffic, and the the mechanics have played a prank on Victor with the yes, cassette tape. Yes, they sang the song. Yes. And again, that that you come out with that line, they hold a note quite well for me. Yes, I love that line. <laughs> I think that's. That's her best line, probably. Uh, but you, well, we're just thinking, Jean, why did you why did you say that? Because I mean, Victor took well, it quite well. She wanted to make it better. She knew. I suppose so. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that again, it comes I from. I did a, talk a, nonsense in that play, in that episode, when I started to change 
chat to Margaret about yeah. what's been happening around. Yeah, you say, you say something about um, again, the I, arm. Yeah, someone had their arm in a plaster. Or something like that. Yeah, only the hand and the top, the top part of the arm. Um, yeah, everything else is missing, and it causes Victor just to erupt, doesn't it? You two talk absolute nonsense. Yeah, I tell you what was a quite an eerie moment in the in the not that episode, but in the series as a whole. I mean, there was quite a few. I don't know if you were in this episode. Let me just check because I need to get my facts straight. But do you remember the episode? It was it was called the Pit and the Pendulum. It's where Victor's. Buried underground up to his neck. Do you remember that one? I wasn't in that. No, you were. He had a little dog at his ear. He's buried underground because the garden. He's got on the wrong side of the gardener. But Margaret's um, mother has passed away. So this is yes. this this is the example of a comedy moment where she sees Victor buried underground, which is hilarious. But then she's given the news that her mother's passed away, and. We hear like a, an an old answer machine message that her mother had previously left, which sounds like the present is quite an eerie moment. It, that comes sort of towards the end of the episode. I don't know if you remember that, but that stands out for me as one of the, the great moments in the show. Oh, I suppose. Um, I know you're saying like to rewatch it would be tricky because of the vision, but are you ever tempted just to listen to them episodes back? Because it's just as, as effective. I, I reckon. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> Yes, I have, but nobody wants to look at it with me, so I just... <laughs> no. Yeah. I leave it. One day I will, yes. Yes. There's so many things that I, I, I really... I love I love that, that last moment in the whole series. Well, in one put in the Algarve with uh, Peter Cook going in the, in, the, in the taxi down into the oh, yeah. water at the bottom of the, <laughs> the village. I remember that. <laughs> Because we thought they rise, really would go right into the water. I uh, that's that's just a fantastic moment. I mean, yes. That was just one of the many, one of the many yes. um, things that happened to Martin Trout. Just a very, very unlucky character, wasn't he? I mean, he was he was chasing money. That's what he was doing, wasn't he? Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Have you got an opinion on the very final episode where Margaret discovers that her friend Glynis, played by Hannah Gordon, has? responsible for the death of our beloved Victor. Um, it's left her to interpretation of what she may have done to Glynis. Do you do you think Margaret is the type to seek revenge in the, in a in a sinister way or do you think she she didn't do anything or what what do you reckon? Oh, I don't think Margaret is evil in that way. I don't think she she uh, demonstrates that at any stage. Okay. I mean, I think it's a sadness. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she's very angry, I, I isn't she? I, it was. Uh, I I found it a bit awkward that he in, he interposed a completely new character into the last. Oh episode. right, yeah, yes. I, that was strange. I've never asked him why he did that. I I, I suppose um, it, it was. It's quite a twist, isn't it? Finding out this lady yes. that margaret's befriended yes. is the cause of you know she's she's trying to be there for margaret yes. but it's a bit yes. of a twist isn't it? i suppose that's what one way of looking at it yes. but yeah yeah and i mean it's terrible what what, what has happened yeah but perhaps I... there is do you think there was something that that points to margaret being well, bad i mean she's, she's seeking revenge well i it... The thing is, throughout that final episode, th things aren't simple anymore. She swore and vowed to get revenge. And she, I think she used the phrase, kill the bastard, didn't she? Um, and the vicar is trying to spiritually guide her in, into her new life of not being with Victor. I mean, I think most people say she probably didn't. But it's just the way she walks out of that house with a, that stern look. Well, that's very good that you left with a question mark. Yes. I, I don't even know if David Renwick... Never too, yes. I don't think David Renwick has an official answer on it. I think it just let people decide. Definitely give you one. <laughs> no. Your character, I think, was just the icing on the cake in many regards. Because without Mrs. Warboys, in many scenarios, you wouldn't have the rants uh, and comedy that comes from Richard's character. It all connects perfectly, and... It's so it was so nice that you were a regular feature and yeah, just just to give praise to you for portraying Mrs. Warboy so well. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, yes. yeah. Uh, with your own work, you, you, you really, you people say, oh, I could have done that better. Oh, that is, a, oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's the way you feel when you watch your own work. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, I can understand that because you. Because you... I'm a theatre actress more than uh, screen, and that, that's one of the charms of theatre. That you keep on doing a part, eventually it'll get better. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, yeah. you won a, a, an award, didn't you? Got a Lawrence couple, Olivia. Yes. Yeah, that's mm. fantastic. Death of a Salesman. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's a re- remarkable achievement. There I don't were. think I drove. Ray Winston fast enough for anybody when when he was sort of uh, taking me with his drugs somewhere. Do you remember that? That 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 was the yeah. um, that was the episode. Yes. Uh, yes. That was Starbound. That was where yeah Victor got high on um, cocaine, wasn't oh, no, it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that 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 wasn't it. I thought it was a marvelous episode. I made the children down drawing uh, yeah. and. Uh, she was rode. He rode her into a into a sack or a blanket Poor and pushed her down the hill. Yes. That wasn't uh, that was a bad moment. I just think I, it was very funny. A, a stunt but, man. Uh, I a stunt man. I hope Doreen for that yeah, one. But but during the car. Yeah. One the, uh, the hold up in the car. Yeah, the beast in the cage. I wasn't well at that stage, and and oh, we just kept on going for seemed to go on for weeks that that episode to get. It was very difficult to do because they get the, had to get the traffic right the coming the other way. Oh, yeah, I, I've heard a lot yeah, about all that. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that must have been really yeah. difficult to film. Yes, but I, I just wasn't well. No. And I don't think anybody cared. <laughs> but it didn't matter. Well, it, it didn't yeah. seem to affect the performances, that's for sure. Oh, I Really well. <laughs> well, <laughs> Doreen, I, I'd just like to thank you uh, on behalf of all the listeners and... All the one from oh, the Grey fans. To it's hate. so easy talking to you. You make it easy. Oh, that's that's quite all right. Yeah. You're welcome back on any time. If you wanted to have a chinwag, you'd be more than welcome. But, oh, but thank you. Thank yeah, you. Doreen, thanks for your time and, and all the very best oh, to you. Oh, no, no. It's been an easy hour. A very comfortable. Take your care. A very pleasant hour. Thank you very much. Fly one foot in the grave. Fly one foot in the grave.